Welcome to the Bougie in a Backpack podcast. We fly first class, we fly business class, we fly spirit. Sometimes we even stay in hostels, even though we have hotel status. I'm Mackenzie from Travel Hacks Mac. I'm Angel from the Pennywise Traveler. We're just here to talk about travel. How we can travel more, travel better, being able to save money, but still having high quality experiences. We're not limiting our discussions to travel. We're going to talk about other ways we can save money in our lives to live what we like to call bougie in a backpack. Look, I like to travel for pennies on the dollars and I have like no shame. You can see me on a high-end workout place and the next day you'll see me at the 99 cent store buying groceries for my green juice. I have no shame. That 99 cent store still codes as grocery store for city for 3X. So I know I will still get points from that from just shopping in a 99 cent store. So yeah, I'm bougie. I go to like a tough workout at a very famous boutique gym that's expensive for rich people, but I would still shop at a 99 cent store (laughs) because I like to have both angles. I think it's important to know like what do you value? For you, you value green juice, but there's no reason to spend extra money on it unless it's from like a nice place when you're traveling too. I'm sure you just, I'm sure you're not opposed to that either. I have bought stuff from the farmer's market and I honestly don't know what tastes different from the farmer's market or 99 cent store or Whole Foods or Target. I've tried them all and they all taste the same and I value the workout. If I go work out at a place like Barry's or other gyms in Los Angeles or so, I want to go to a hard workout at Barry's. I, I feel like I'm going to die <laughs> after the workouts. Like, I value that because I know I put my work up. And then some of the, my instructors, they know me. Literally happened last week. My instructor, I was doing the exercise and he took the weight away from me. He was like, mm-mm. You can do harder than that. He took the weight away from me and came back with a heavy one. Mm-mm, you, you do this one. I know you. <laughs> you can do harder than that. I was like, oh what? Like, he took the weight away from me. And then he follows me on Instagram too. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's calling me out. <laughs> he's, like, he's about to cancel you on Instagram. But yeah, I, I feel like you don't have to necessarily be bougie, be cheap. You can be both. It just depends what you value more. For me, I have to have a mix of both different worlds. For our upcoming trip, we're both going to San Juan. And literally the month before, I flew business and first class to Japan. So I flew in a very luxurious one on A&A, getting there in business class. On the way back, I flew in first class. So it was both very nice. But to San Juan, the Spirit flight and the Frontier flight is literally... $250 $250 versus $600. And I have status of American Airlines. I, I know that. But I'm not going to pay double the price to fly American yeah. Airlines when when Frontier is less than half the price. So I, I I'll take the Frontier. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. I mean, if that... We'll see how that goes. That's an option. Like, why not? I actually... So I'm actually flying American, but I'm flying basic economy. And it kind of got me in a little bit of a pickle because I originally booked my flight when I got a flight alert that it was a lot cheaper. So my my round trip is $250, but I booked it literally a year ago, which I never do, but I only did because I was like, oh, I know I have to be in Puerto Rico that week, so I'm going to do that. But then I found out like, oh, there's going to be a tour this day that I want to do. There's a tour this day. I'm doing a press trip after the conference. So I was like, oh, crap, what do I do? But I had noticed that they changed the time on the flight just like a little bit. And so I complained to the airline. I was like, hey, because you changed it, now my entire trip is ruined. So you need to let me change my flight to be the day before and the day after. So at first, they just flat out said no. And then I tried again. And I was like, 
well, you guys changed it. Like it was your schedule change. So whatever. And I was kind of banking. If I book something in advance, I know that the schedule is probably going to change, especially if it's a year out. So yeah, they actually changed it. They changed it to exactly one day before the same exact flight. And then one day after it's funny because it's like, how would that have ruined my trip? It's actually, I was arriving I think I was leaving later in the day and arriving earlier. So there's no way it actually would have ruined my trip. But the first person I think caught on to that and the second person didn't. So they let me change it. But it was 250 round trip, but it was basic economy. And I don't know. I'm not opposed to flying basic economy. A lot of people are like, don't do it because there's a lot of restrictions. But when you're saving money, I think sometimes it makes sense, especially if it's like a couple hundred dollars. I'd rather just save a couple hundred dollars. I mean, I agree. That actually happened to me something similar to JetBlue. I actually had a travel credit where I was going to Big search the Hyatt and stuff for Ali Ventanta. So what happened was is that they changed my flight. And this is the time at LAX and American Express Lounge, they had early hours, so they didn't, they didn't open late. And then they changed the flight where they bumped it up early. And I complained to them because on the last day, I decided to leave um, a little bit earlier. So I complained to them like, look, you changed my flight. I had to move stuff around to accommodate to the earlier like, flight. And now I can't go to the lounge. <laughs> but in reality, it, that was the real reason why. <laughs> it actually allowed me to go to the lounge. But before the flight was in the evening, I couldn't have gone to the lounge because LAX, um, the American Express lounge barely reopened last year. So it was actually in my favor to go earlier to go to go on vacation. And then I complained to them. I was like, look, you changed the flight and everything. Like I had to move stuff around early just to leave early because of you guys. And what happened was I actually had to take the later flight on that Sunday to leave to go back to Los Angeles because the next day I was going to go to Las Vegas. And I was doing that for status matching. So it kind of worked out in my favor where I did that to them. I'm like, look, you changed that schedule. I had to move stuff up because of you guys. And they're, the, the people were like, oh, okay, we'll change the flight for free. So you have the earlier flight on Sunday, which kind of worked out for me because I had the latest flight in the evening where it was going to be really late at night. And then the bus wasn't going to work anymore. So then for me, I was like, actually just kind of worked out because I don't have to pay for the Uber and then just take the cheaper route with a bus to go home. So yeah, I kind of did something similar. I think it's, it's just kind of a good tip to know that if there's any schedule change on your flight, there's a good chance that you can get the airline to change your flight. So it's if you book a flight ahead of time and you don't know your full schedule, you can lock in that price a lot of times and just like pray that they're going to change the schedule and then you can change it to that flight that you actually want. So that's that's something that's like a little hack right there that doesn't involve points and miles because there's a lot of hacks you can do with credit card points and miles that we'll definitely get into, but it's not all about that. There's there's other things you can do just by knowing that kind of thing. So you see us, we kind of like find other ways in the system, whether it be like sneaking in extra clothes or extra <laughs> items because we don't want to pay extra for like a bag. So both me and Mackenzie, if you're flying Spirit or some budget airline, like basic economy, you're not allowed a carry-on. You can only have a personal well, item. You, you can get a carry-on, but you have to pay extra. And we're not going to pay extra. Yeah, but I don't no, want to pay for it. Even if it's $10. It. <laughs> like, I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for it. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to pay for this fee. So this is how happened to me quite a number of times where I have flown spirit I take a tote bag and I cover it with a jacket and I just walk straight into the airplane with my backpack and a tote bag has a few extra things in there so I'm like look I'm just getting away with it I'm not paying for this bag fee and then literally like when I get to my seat put the backpack underneath my 
the the seat and just put the tote bag up there in the in the carriage bin and then no one says anything i only got caught once in mexico with a lady at the gate she was like hey it doesn't say that you have an extra bag so i tossed everything together in a backpack and when i got to my seat i was literally tossing things out because there was no one sitting next to me there was no one in the middle seat so the girl that was sitting in the same row as me i had the window and she had the row we were both using the middle seat for other yeah, items like, like she for stuff, stuff so i took <laughs> yeah we, we just shared that space and then she saw me when I got to my seat I was throwing air back in the tote bag when I got to my seat because I didn't want to pay for that fee and I was like okay if that lady wanted to play that game then I'm gonna stuff everything <laughs> this way and just see how it goes like I don't know it can get kind of risky with spirit though I had this situation and I posted about it on Instagram I assumed it would work out so I had bought my dad this was actually like exactly a year ago I got him a, a mini fridge um <laughs> which sounds crazy when you hear what I tried to do, but it wasn't like a full-fledged mini fridge. It was like a, you could fit a six pack in it and it had like a USB charger. So I got it for him for his boat and I was flying spirit. I'm going to, I'm going to put everything in my backpack. I also had booked the flight at the airport. So I saved some money by doing that because Mm -hmm. if you go and you book any of the low cost carriers, spirit frontier or Allegiant, and you book it at the airport, you can get the carrier usage fee wave. Sometimes it saves you like 20 bucks. Sometimes depending on how many legs and if it's a round trip, it saves you like a hundred bucks. So it's something you can do. It's, you know, not very convenient to go to the airport. And sometimes it doesn't save you that much to do so. Cause sometimes they will run specials on the website where they're already waiving it anyway. But anyway, so I, I paid like $50 for this flight, which I thought was pretty good. And it was pretty last minute, but I, you know, I didn't want to, I don't want to pay for a carry on. And I forgot that it was father's day and I had gotten my dad this mini fridge. So I put the mini fridge in my backpack and I stuffed it with all my clothes. So the mini filled all my clothes. I was able to zip the backpack and this is my backpack. I always use as a personal item. And then I did my routine for spirit, which is I got my rain jacket. I put all my toiletries in my pocket for my rain jacket. Then I put tied it around my waist. I put a fanny pack with a bunch of stuff in it around my waist and then I put another jacket, like a jean jacket over it. <laughs> and then I get I get to the airport. I'm good to go. Like everything's fine. No problem with the mini fridge going through security. And my backpack's fully zipped and everything. And so I get to the gate and they're like, okay, so every single person, if they just saw me with the backpack, would have been no questions. They're like, oh, that's a backpack. It's fine. They they had every single person put their backpack in the little bag thing. Even this, there's this one dude who had this tiny duffel bag. Like it was so, you could definitely squish it. And they're like, everyone put your thing in there before you get on to the plane. And I was like, crap, it may or may not fit. And then I get there, I stuff it in there and it, it's so close. It's like a half an inch from fitting. And they're like, it's fine. Just move stuff around. And I was like, I can't. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It doesn't compress any further. So I was trying to stuff it. And I tried. There was nothing else in my backpack. It was just the mini fridge and then my clothes inside the mini fridge. So there was no compressing a mini fridge. And so I just had to take the L. And then I had to pay like 80 bucks for that bag. So high risk sometimes, low reward sometimes. But I've gotten away with it plenty enough times. Yeah. Lesson there is don't, um, don't try to fly with a mini fridge because you'll never know what's going to happen. So true. Because when I got caught in Mexico for the spirit flight, it was just clothes. So you know how in clothes you can just wear them or just stuff oh, them, like yeah. fold them even more. And then when I got to my seat, I just took everything out <laughs> and stuffed everything back in a tote bag and then just put it back up in the bag. Yeah, yeah. And, then no, and none of the spirit employees said anything. So I was like, all right. 
And there's no one sitting next to me anyway. There's the, the middle seat's empty. So I was like, all right. If it was clothes, you could have just like started putting the clothes on and it would have been. I probably don't like that, but they wouldn't say anything. I know people have done that before. So yeah, I've seen people who have done that before too. But yeah, it's like, I don't like paying for a bag fee unless it's free. If you're flying first class or business class, a lot of times you get two free bags and a free carry-on and a free uh, personal item. But like that, I'm fine with. And then for those flights, for business or first, you get to choose your seat. When I book my flight, before I even book it, I check an expert flyer to see if there's even a window seat available. And then I'll book that flight if it does. But if there if there isn't, sometimes I'll switch to a later flight. But if I'm booking a budget airline, I'm not paying for that fee. So I would risk sometimes being in a middle seat. I know that sounds very contradictory because like you fly first or business and then you want that window seat because you don't want to sit in the middle section. But when I'm flying a budget airline, I'm like, look, my money is already here. I don't even care. Like, I'll take it. You know, like, I'll see how it goes. I'll I'll survive. I'm a survivor. If I get put in the middle seat, fine. If I don't, then all right. But so what do you do to try to prevent getting put in a middle seat, though, when you're flying Spirit? You know, you know what's so funny? I wait until the last minute to check in. I gamble. I was like, hopefully other people have checked in. The computer algorithm would put those people first out to get like the middle seat or the back seat in the airplane because usually they try to sell out the seats. The aisle and the window seats get sold out first. So I was like, hopefully the people who signed in earlier, like checked in earlier, hopefully they didn't know that you can wait until last minute and gamble to see if you get put in the window seat. So I usually do that and like have half the time I'm in the window seat and then like the other half sometimes I'm in the middle seat but it's okay because I don't want to pay for that fee anyway like it's like the opposite of southwest where southwest you want to check in as soon as possible but if you're flying spirit or maybe even basic economy sometimes the airline would rather try to sell the more desirable seats if they can if people are still buying seats so they're more likely going to put you in a middle seat if you check in early because they know that you're not going to pay for that seat Right. Because it seems yeah. to be like I I noticed that like I usually just forget to, to check in. It's not Southwest. I'm not really concerned about it. So I'll just check in like when I get to the, the airport so I can get my boarding pass and everything. But it's uh that's like a little hack to know if you're flying in low cost carrier and you don't want to pay for a seat and you don't want to sit in a middle seat. Try to wait till the last minute and see. Hopefully, hopefully you won't get put in a middle seat. But I, I have a little trick for a basic economy that's worked for me, at least. It worked for me this past week, and I've done it like three other times, and it worked. So if you're flying basic economy, you're most likely also going to be put in a middle seat when you check in. And I don't know about timing. I think it's probably similar where if you waited, you could get put in a window seat or aisle seat, but um, maybe it's not worth the risk there. So what I did was I had gotten to the airport and I was in the Delta lounge and I'd asked the, I tried this first because I thought maybe it would work. If you are flying an airline and you go to that airline specific lounge because you have access to it, whether it's from a credit card or from having status, there are representatives there who can help you out if your flight gets canceled and you need to get rebooked or that kind of thing. So I went to the counter and I asked them, hey, I'm in a middle seat. Is there any way I can change? I didn't mention I was in basic economy. I just asked them and they said, we actually can't do anything. You have to talk to the gate agent. So I was like, okay. But they were like, but what time is your flight? And I told them the, the time of the flight. And they said, okay, the gate agent is supposed to be at that gate at this time. And it was about 20 minutes before the flight. And they said, okay, you can go to the gate agent then and they can try to see what they can do. And so I went to, I chilled at the lounge, had a few 
had a few snacks and drinks and stuff. And then I went to the gate right at that time, but there was a huge line. And I had tried doing this on the app before, but on the app, there was no option to select another seat. At the time that the agent at the lounge told me the gate agent would be there, once I opened the app at that time, the seats were like wide open and you could choose whatever you wanted. So some of the seats that had been blocked out for, I think, maybe other flight attendants to fly or just were blocked off for other basic economy people that you couldn't choose or there was just nothing you could choose when I was opening the app before it said oh you're in basic economy you can't choose (laughs) but if you do wait till like 20 minutes before the flight and you open the app you can try and I was able to move to a window seat so you can also try that too so I don't know you're not at a total loss if you're flying basic economy obviously if you definitely want to sit in a window or ILC and you want to just have that security you don't want to worry about it maybe you want to pay extra for your seat. But I, for some reason, and I think Angel's the same way, we just have this like aversion to paying extra for a seat, <laughs> especially if it's something that you don't normally have to pay extra for. Yeah, I just don't want to pay extra for it. Like I don't pay extra for a bag fee, like a carry-on fee. I don't want to pay extra for like a seat assignment fee. I'm fine with taking the risk. I'm a survivor. <laughs> I'll take that spirit flight. You're so brave. Flight. I'll, so I'll brave. survive. <laughs> like, I'm fine. And also for Spirit, if you have the Capital One Venture X credit, you can actually buy Spirit in the portal. So you can actually use that for $300. So if you don't have time to do Mackenzie's hack or you buy at the airport, I've done it where I bought at the airport too. But if you don't have time to go to the airport, you can actually use your $300 credit to buy a Spirit flight. And I actually did that last year when I flew to Chicago. Does it, but it doesn't waive the fee, but you're just saying you don't, at least you can use your credit towards that. Yeah. So like, let's say like you don't have time to do the hack that you just go to the counter to waive mm-hmm. the fee. Then you can just use your $300 Capital One Venture X credit in the portal for the spirit. Flight. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Cause, but you can't do that with Chase, right? No, I don't think Chase has spirit. I know Capital One has spirit because I booked okay. it before of Capital yeah. One. And then the prices were pretty much like identical to like what Spirit was selling on their website. So it wasn't any mm. different. I got lucky with that one. I just got really, because I didn't have time to go to the airport for that one. So I just bought it in the portal and I had to use a $300 credit anyway. So it wasn't like a total loss. So it went through something. Like it went yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, I didn't know you could do that with Capital One's travel. I've never used, I just got a Capital One Venture X this week. So I'm learning about it. I mean, I, I've been wanting that card for a while because I think that it's pretty good value. It's like shockingly good value for you get the $300 travel credit, which yeah, it could be a pain to use because you have to use the portal and everything, but still it's like $300. And then you get the 10,000 Capital One points every year, which is worth at least $100. So the annual fee is $395 and you're getting at least $400 in value. Like it's, you know, it's a pretty easy justification. Plus the bonus that you get, you know, helps with that too. It's an easy like $5 money maker and also it comes with the travel protection. So it has like trip interruption, cancellation, trip delay, the all the collision damage waiver, the cell phone protection. But make sure you double check the terms in case you want to use them. But they does come with that baked in. You just have to pay with a credit card. So just double check the terms if you're like not sure what they exactly mean on the website. But they comes with the protection. So it's like a lot better than just using a credit card that doesn't have protections like that. Or just using cash or debit where you wouldn't have any protections baked in. At least with a credit card, you're more protected. And this is like easy, like a $5 moneymaker. You can even use that for a Priority Pass to get access oh, to Priority yeah. Pass lounges. So it's free to add authorized users to Capital One Venture mm-hmm. X. So if you can add your like family members. So that's a very easy hack for that. That's like the best way. If you wanted to get 
lounge access for a bunch of people for free. It's just free authorized users. It does count towards how many credit cards they all have, but it will report to all to your account and you can get each individual person access to Priority Pass lounges and the Capital One lounges. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually, yeah, when I signed up, I automatically got my husband, homeboy, I got him a authorized user thing right away too. And even though we both have Priority Pass and it's really just, I guess at this point it's for the Capital One lounge once those become more widely available because right now there's just the one in Dallas, which I went to and was pretty dope. Yeah, that one is great because they have to-go bags oh, too. Oh, yeah. We actually shared a room in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Too. We stayed at the Hyatt Regency. <laughs> yeah, so our, this was before I had Hyatt Globalist. So our friend Marianne had to book the room for us because I didn't have Hyatt Globalist yet. <laughs> and neither uh, that was my first, that was my first time staying at Hyatt. I lost my Hyatt virginity. <laughs> yeah, and then it was so funny because, like, Marianne, she was staying with her boyfriend at the time, too. And, then, like, at the, t- at the breakfast table, me and, like, me and Mackenzie were like, okay, we had to have Marianne sign for the bill and stuff because that's how we got the free I felt like a little kid. And, then, and everything. We have our chaperone present. We are the kids, and then they, and then our like our friends are the one with the high globalist. But now I have my own, so that's fine. So I don't have to use Marianne's anymore, and just use mine instead. I don't have high globalist, so I'll still have to use yours. Yeah. So for those that don't know, um, if you have high globalist, you can do guest of honor, where your friends can use your benefits. So it's very helpful for to get the free parking, because a lot of hotels they charge at least twenty dollars a night for parking. So like if you have high globalist, that's free. You also have free mm. breakfast for two, so that's very helpful because like food can add up a lot. So when I was in um, Dubai, actually, we stayed at the Hyatt um, Regency over there, and it had breakfast and it also had a lounge. But the food at night for the lounge was actually like dinner food, so they had like noodles and like everything else, like noodles and veggies and stuff, and like chicken and stuff. So it wasn't the normal appetizers there, so you can actually get full off the food. So that was pretty helpful. So that saved a lot of money yeah. as well. That's huge. There's so many times like when we stayed at the Park Hyatt in Paris, if we could just have gotten the free breakfast, it would be great. But the problem is that I saw the availability and I didn't want to go through the whole like because if I did the whole guest of honor booking with someone who if someone else booked it, it's like there's a chance that that availability would have gone away. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to book it and like do it, whatever. So I didn't want to wait and I just wanted to like have it like booked. So if you're in a time crunch, sometimes you can book the, the, the hotel and have it transferred to someone else. So I actually did this in Europe for one of my friends. She was staying there during the Christmas markets. So it's very hard to get a room and stuff. So I booked it under my name originally to secure the room. And then later she paid me back for the points. So Hyatt has the um, points combining form. So she transferred Chase points to Hyatt. And then she, tr- she filled out the form to send me the points. But I secure the room under my name first. And then later I, I emailed Hyatt to switch it to her for guest of honor so that's how I did it that way but like if you're in a time crunch and you didn't know someone it's kind of risky well it's also like if you're doing it for like maybe 20,000 points or something not a huge deal but in this case the Park Hyatt it's like it was 35,000 points a night so I think that's a lot to ask someone to front those many points up front it's like I don't know that's like the equivalent of $350 a night like in points or even more I mean that that hotel cost like a thousand dollars a night so it's pretty good value to get 35,000 points a night, but that's a huge amount of Hyatt points when you can stay, you can stay at a Hyatt for as low as uh, 3,500 a night. So it's like, that's like 10 nights lowest level Hyatt hotel. So I don't know. I wouldn't want to ask someone to do that unless they were really close to me. So 
because I wouldn't want to put someone in that position either. No, it makes sense. It's it's a lot to ask someone. So if you don't know someone very well, so like also don't message me on Instagram <laughs> if I don't know you to do that for you because I don't know I don't know you. So like I can't. I only do for close friends and family members when I do that. Not, everyone, not everyone, send a message to Angel the Pennywise at the Pennywise <laughs> no. Traveler. She's got you, guest of honor forever. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry, but if I don't know you and I've never met you face to face, like I don't, I don't do that for other people because I don't know you. Like you know, like there's a lot of points for me to front up. If something happens wrong, then I'm the one that's taking care of the issue, and I don't want to deal with. Yeah, that. I'm so sorry if I don't know you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's a lot to ask, but I'm sure, I'm sure you get DMs like that all the time. Get we get DMs asking for all kinds of favors all the time. I have like weird DMs all the time too where people ask me to book stuff for them they're like oh well I just saw you book this flight and you have extra points right and I'm like sorry but I don't know you like and also even for my own family like I sometimes they ask me to I'm like hey like you have your own points maybe you should sign up for a chase card and get one and then transfer yeah. me the points you know like, if you're transferring to Hyatt you, I can I can meet you halfway if you get a chase card like a chase sapphire preferred or chase sapphire reserve and sign up for the sign up bonus also use my affiliate link if you do apply <laughs> and use my affiliate link when you do apply and then you can transfer those points to Hyatt if I want to book them in the meantime so we can kind of sacrifice because for chase you have to be in the same household to transfer points for free within the same household but I don't live in the same house as my family members. But if they wanted to, then we can work around something that way where you transfer the points to Hyatt from Chase to Hyatt. Because I know I, I will use the Hyatt points. Like I use Hyatt oh, points yeah. all the time. So that's an easy mm -hmm. one for me. So we're going to be covering all that kind of stuff on this podcast. So definitely tune into our next episode. And we'll see you next time. Feel free to leave us a review if you like the podcast as well. See you in the next episode.